On a beautiful run through the park on a pleasant day, you can easily get lost. No, no, no! She didn't kill him. Huh? In your true crime podcast. It was the pool guy. So obvious. Whatever motivates you works for us. It's all about letting your run be your run. And Brooks is here for every runner, doing the research and sweating the details to create gear that works for you. It's your run. Brooks, run happy. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Tuesday, April the 5th, Ian Cameron. Uh, Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy momentarily as well on this Tuesday edition. Uh, ready to break down the Tuesday NHL card. We got 10 games on tap tonight in the NHL. A busy, loaded Tuesday card as it normally is. And just like last Tuesday, there's a lot of big, uh, good games uh, on the card tonight. Looking forward definitely to uh, breaking them down here uh, as we uh, get things going. Of course, it's a Tuesday, which means it is a BetCast Tuesday. We will be back with you at 7 p.m. Eastern tonight for another live Ice Guys BetCast as we will be breaking it down throughout the night, uh, watching the games live as they unfold, live betting, live commentary, little drinking as well, uh, which is always a fun part of the BetCast as well, uh, enjoying your favorite beverage, uh, whatever that may be. Uh, looking forward to that. And as always, uh, anyone that watches and listens to the show, welcome to join us uh, on the BetCast. And if you're interested in doing so, uh, just send a DM to me or any one of the Ice Guys crew members, and we will make sure we send out a link to you before uh, the BetCast begins tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. So uh, we're definitely looking forward to uh, that uh, and another Ice Guys BetCast tonight at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Uh, it is a huge card, and of course, we'll be on for uh, several hours tonight. So let's in instead of the uh, normal recap of last night, we're going to jump right into today's card uh, and start breaking it down game by game, as we always do. And we will start with the Columbus Blue Jackets taking on the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, Philadelphia minus 135 home favorites, sixth total in this game, uh, shaded to the over. The Blue Jackets, back-to-back uh, -back games for them. They played at home last night uh, against the uh, Boston Bruins, ended up falling short uh, in overtime. Pretty decent effort overall, though, from the uh, Blue Jackets last night, but not enough uh, to pick up the uh, victory uh, against the uh, rolling Boston Bruins who are playing some pretty good hockey uh, and now they play the second of back-to-back -back games tonight against Philadelphia uh, it'll be Elvis Merzlikens once again uh, in net for uh, Columbus uh, he's played a lot of hockey lately uh, they have basically given him every single start recently doesn't matter whether it's been three and four nights doesn't matter whether it's been back-to-backs uh, Brad Larson has basically been playing this guy into the into the ice uh, at this point. Uh, he'll be back in net tonight for the uh, Jackets uh, in this game. Uh, on the other side, you've got Philadelphia, uh, who are coming off a rather misleading victory against the uh, New York Rangers uh, in a shootout 4-3. to three. Uh, They were badly outplayed. And look, we even have to give our, our favorite, uh, our favorite uh, pinata here. We like to bash him a lot. Uh, Martin Jones, we got to give him his due. He, he had a pretty good game, more than a pretty good game. He was really good in that the uh, Sunday night uh, victory for the Flyers over the Rangers. Uh, 46 shots 
for the Rangers. Uh, Jones turned aside 43 of those. Now the Rangers did get those late third period goals to tie the game, but still it was an overall pretty good effort from the uh, Rangers uh, and probably deserved a better fate than uh, they got in that game. But sometimes you need your goalie to steal one. And dare I say it, Martin Jones actually stole a game uh, for his team. I think it's pretty clear that's what we saw uh, on uh, Sunday night. Uh, this is a game I don't have a strong feel on. It's seven straight losses, obviously, for the Jackets. Uh, the Flyers had lost four in a row before that uh, upset win, uh, getting plus 270 they were as underdogs against the Rangers in that 4-3 shootout win uh, against uh, New York uh, on Sunday night. Uh, you look at it, you know, the Flyers actually still, you know, the Leaf game, they lost 6-3. It's a lot of nights their effort has not been that bad. Uh, but uh, certainly... Uh, you look at the uh, a team that uh, certainly has been able to score goals. They've given up goals as well. Uh, Philadelphia has actually been going 6-1 uh, and one to the over their last seven uh, entering tonight. Uh, the Jackets had gone over the total in three straight games, had that streak snapped last night. Uh, definitely would lean that way over the total tonight. But, you know, Carter Hart and Nett, we'll see how he fares. I, I do want to point out Columbus is 8-3 and three this year. Second night of back-to-back. So, again, two teams that are out of it, two teams playing for exercise. I would lean a little bit to the over. I will have that as a small bet tonight. It's probably one of those games where maybe I add on a little bit more live and hope for a better number during the uh, bet cast uh, that takes place tonight. But a small bet pregame over six and a half. Uh, I actually lean Philly a little bit here. I mean, they've certainly got the rest advantage. Uh, they did get a win against the Rangers, which was uh, impressive, even if they did get outplayed in that game. And they certainly catch Columbus now second uh, of back-to-back games. But am I in a rush to lay a buck 35? No, uh, obviously with a team that's way out of the mix like the Flyers. But I would certainly lean to the home team if I were to bet the side uh, in this game. Next up, we've got Ottawa-Montreal. We've got uh, Ottawa, minus 115, slight road favorites in this game, six the total uh, across the board. Uh, Canadians, I talked about them on uh, Saturday night, how – Thought that was a pretty decent spot for them to maybe take advantage of a Tampa team that played the night before against Chicago that had a huge showdown last night with Toronto uh, on tap that maybe Montreal could just slide in there, maybe take Tampa by surprise, just play a good game, and maybe catch Tampa Bay not playing their best. Well, uh, that Tampa they, they kind of did that, although Tampa Bay clearly did not play their best last night uh, either uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs and uh, uh, glaring issues with them in terms of I couldn't believe the number of giveaways and rush chances they were allowing uh, to the Toronto Maple Leafs last night. I was like, this is two-time defending champions. You could have fucking fooled me. My gosh. I mean, just uh, times uh, in the defensive end last night against Toronto. But some, maybe you just got to credit the Leafs because your speed and their puck movement, they seem to move the puck and move their bodies and move their positioning quicker than the defense can react. I think that maybe is something we saw last night in that game against Tampa. But no, nevertheless, Montreal, uh, they got themselves a win against Tampa Saturday night. Uh, in the return, I guess you could say to Tampa for Marty St. Louis, of course, played many great years in his career there as the member of the, as a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and they ended up getting a nice uh, victory for him in his return back there. And now they return home here to face the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, in this game. You know, it's that typical, you know, two teams that are uh, out of the playoff mix, two teams looking to evaluate talent for next year in a lot of instances. You don't expect teams to go that extra mile to get in front of a uh, 95-mile-an-hour point shot or anything like that. So you can't expect defensive intensity. You can't necessarily expect blocked shots left and right when you're talking two teams out of the playoffs. That's why I kind of veer more toward high-scoring affairs when you're talking a Columbus-Philly 
like we just talked about, or in Ottawa, Montreal. It's just no one's going to lay their body on the line to block a shot when you're 20 points out of the playoffs. You know, it's just it doesn't make sense to do that. Uh, but what I think you will get here is uh, two teams that are giving you pretty good efforts most nights. Ottawa beat Detroit back-to-back games. Like I said, with Tampa, they had a tough schedule there. They lost to Florida and Kakalaki in back-to-back, and they upset Tampa uh, right after that. Uh, I like what I'm seeing from Josh Norris. I mean, he's someone from a shots on goal and from a uh, prop perspective. He's a, someone you can't ignore right now for the Ottawa Senators uh, with the way he's playing right now. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, of course, uh, they've gotten, you know, Cole Caulfield has been uh, a big catalyst during this uh, run. Uh, he got his 15th goal on Saturday in that victory uh, against the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, he's got 11 goals, five assists in his last 13 games. I mean, to me, you've got a clear choice with Ottawa and Josh Norris. you got a clear choice with Montreal and Cole Caulfield tonight if you're going to get involved in the player props uh, in this game. I'll go over the total, nothing on the side, because to me it's just two teams that are that have not shown the rolling over, two teams that are giving you effort nightly. So I think it could go either way from a side perspective. We welcome in Andrew McGinnis joining us here on the Tuesday edition. Uh, Andrew, welcome in. Now, uh, What do you think of your Habs? Big win on t- Saturday for them, obviously, against Tampa. Yeah, very exciting win and just kind of proves uh, your point and my point about how it's a team that won't really give up, you know. Um, you know, I think that uh, the team that you're seeing over the past couple of weeks or even the past month and a half, Martin St. Louis aside, has just been a different effort from the players. And, uh, you know, it's disappointing because obviously they're out of the playoff hunt and that kind of stuff. But it's great to see that, you know, people always want to see me. You want to people are asking me, are you cheering for them to lose so you get a draft pick? It's like, no, of course, I want them to get a great draft pick, but I also want them to give good efforts. And the young guys look confident. Um, all the guys they've picked up and and just kind of brought up from uh, the minors, too, are playing very well, Ian. And, you know, the Ottawa Senators know they're going to be able to score goals against the Habs, too. I mean, that's the only thing with the Habs. They are giving up goals left and right. I mean, they've turned into a team that has to score four goals to win a hockey game at the very least, you know. So um, I think the over – I'm surprised we haven't seen more – six and a half with the senators recently as well both these teams really i'm on the over just like you i see no reason not to i think the ottawa senators can come together i kind of feel for the sense you know they've had some really tough games recently um and they've been playing a mixture of lower tier opponents and also top opponents and against the canadians it's a good opportunity to go out there and play some shinny as some people like to say and uh you know your point about like blocking shots to me it's not really like they don't want to it's just that these guys, the, the teams aren't made like that. Like they're just like the, they don't have those kind of players, and they have the players that are going to finish around the net and they are going to are going to capitalize on two on ones. They don't have the players that are going to dive in front of a hundred mile an hour shot. You know, at the point, it's just it's not like they don't want to. I just don't think it's kind of like it's in them. You know, no offense to these these teams, but these young guys, they have heart, but I don't think that's just part of their game. So I think over six is good, and I also expect some power play goals. Um, which should help us out quite a bit tonight. I, I'm feeling really uh, congested today, Ian. So, yeah, bear with me. I've been me. congested for over a week, so yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting to get over it fully. It's getting close, but we're not over this thing, this little cough and sore throat that I've been having for about the last uh, seven days. It's close. one thing about, about our jobs, you know, we we love what we do, but when you're talking like hours and hours a day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a detriment for me doing three shows a day at some in some on some days is yeah. Uh, you know, you have to use that voice a lot and sometimes it wears down. It's like anything you use something a lot. It's going to wear down yeah. uh, over a period of time. It needs its rest and uh, no, but we're going to have it. We're going to get this voice back to a hundred percent very, very soon. Yeah, right, Did you have any thoughts time. on uh, jackets and flyers? 
Nothing really on jackets and flyers. I, I honestly kind of like what I've seen from the flyers recently. I know that might yep, sound kind of I funny, yep, but yep. yeah, I, I think that they've actually, and I'm happy you agree. I mean, I think it's kind of a contrarian opinion, you know, like, I, you know, my thoughts on teams don't always dictate through a scoreboard, you know, what you're seeing through the score sheet. And I think they're a good example of that. We are seeing fight from them and I'm trying to remember who it was. I don't know if it was Hayes or I can't remember who it was exactly, but somebody went after a leaf player after the goal. You remember that? Yep. And, uh, you know, I, I like that type of stuff because you're down six, three, or you're down several goals and you're still pissed. And like every athlete's going to be mad, but it seemed like the flyers were just like, they're, they're approaching every game. Like it's a winnable contest. And I don't know, Columbus is a team looking to fade. So I think, I think it could be a good game for Philadelphia. Yeah. I lean Philly. Uh, I just didn't want to lay minus minus one thirty-five, but, uh, I did say if I were to bet aside there, I'd probably lean to the Flyers a little bit. And a rest advantage after Columbus rolls in after playing against Boston uh, last night uh, as well. All right, we go to the race. Too. Yes, no doubt. Uh, Jackets, good effort last night from the Jackets. Jackets are weird. They're losing, but they haven't exactly completely rolled over either. But I think the Flyers' recent form's been a little bit better. So we'll see if that leads to a victory tonight. Rangers and Devils here next up. We've got the Rangers, minus 145. Uh, road favorites, six the total uh, in this game. Now, when I did these graphics, the total actually was still six in this game. I'm seeing the sixes are pretty much gone. I'm seeing it's up to six and a half now uh, for the most part in a lot of places with this game. Is that a hint that maybe we're going to see Georgiev tonight? Usually these Rangers totals move when it we start to think maybe Alexander Georgiev's going to be uh, in between the pipes. Now, it is not a back-to-back. They don't play tomorrow night on Wednesday. So, mm. uh, but... There are still some sites out there that project we might see Alex Georgiev tonight uh, in net for the uh, Rangers. Bottom line is, the New Jersey Devils continue to just have zero confidence. I said this watching the game on Sunday on Twitter against the Islanders. They have zero defensive confidence right now. Zilch, when the puck's on their stick and they're under pressure, it's a panic move. It's a turnover waiting to happen. It's just something that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, it's just transition Russia opportunities, giving up way too many of those, giving up the blue line way too easily. It's like a free pass to, to exit the or to enter the offensive zone anytime the other team wants. Uh, that's what you're seeing right now from the Devils. And, you know, it's just been this disastrous run of defense. And uh, even in the game where after they got bombarded by Boston, eight to one, they had the effort and the response you wanted, six two lead on Florida and couldn't hold it, which speaks to their uh, defensive problems right now. I mean, this team's given up eight to Boston, seven to Florida, four to the Islanders, uh, four to Washington, three to Toronto, uh, four to the Rangers, six to Edmonton, six to Calgary, six to Vancouver, uh, all in the last 10 games. I mean, it's just been terrible uh, at the defensive end of the ice from the blue line collective uh, as a whole. And obviously, when you when you got to throw out Nico Dawes and John Gillies every night, I mean, that's tough. It's tough competing with that as your goaltending. It just is. These aren't NHL-level goaltenders right now. Uh, for the uh, New, New Jersey Devils, and it's clearly showing its way through. Uh, Rangers off a 4-3 shootout loss to the Flyers, but as I said earlier, kind of definitely deserved a better fate. They controlled the game, dominated play, but hey, Martin Jones had his one great game every 10 or 20, it seemed, uh, on Sunday night, so we got to give him his credit for that. Uh, you've got, got a figure for the Rangers, though. They get anything close to 40, 45 shots tonight. They're going to score more than the three. Uh, they scored mm-hmm. against the Rangers, against this Devils team. You know, there's one of the, I don't do the combo bets very often, but we have talked about them before uh, here on the uh, Ice Guys show. And this looks like a great spot and great game to maybe look in that direction, you know, with one of these combo bets. And what I mean by that is maybe a New York Rangers and over five and a half at plus 160 
You know, I really think that's a tremendous play right there at plus 160. Great price, play, plus 150 to plus 160. That's the price I'm seeing at a couple books I'm looking at right now. That's Rangers and over five and a half because uh, I think even if it's Shesterkin in net tonight, you know, he actually has given up a couple more goals recently than we normally expect from him. And on the flip side, I don't think the Devils will do much to contain the Rangers. And the Rangers actually come into this game, I think, with some focus on New Jersey because the last time they played this Devils team, it was an embarrassing second period. It got completely away from them. They lost 7-4. to four. Uh, Obviously, it was a t- terrible game by their standards, especially that second period. We were on the BetCast that night. I think it was a couple weeks ago. Things just fell apart. It was amazing to see how things crumbled for the Rangers in that game against New Jersey. And this is the first time now playing the Devils since that game. So I think they come up here with a point to prove, uh, you know, we're better than this Devils team. The last time we played them, it was unacceptable uh, the way we played. And I think you'll see a great effort from the Rangers tonight. So rather than the minus 145, because I lean that way, I'm going to do this combo bet. Rangers and over five and a half here, Mm -hmm. plus 150. I think that's better than, say, either Rangers minus 145 betting that on its own or betting an over down up to six and a half uh, on its own. Why not put them together and see if you can get cash a plus price at around plus 150 plus 160. So Rangers and over five and a half combo plus 160. That looks like a, a great way to go about it here in this game. Uh, Andrew, what do you think Rangers devils? Yeah, I think back to a couple days ago when the devils blew that six, two lead uh, to the Panthers. I actually had the Panthers on a two teamer. Uh, and that was just, I couldn't believe what happened, but I mean, the Panthers continue to do it uh, and the devils continue to blow leads like that and give up so many goals. I mean, what's, what's interesting about this devil's team, Ian, is that, you know, sometimes when you handicap games, you, you talk about a short sample size, right? Two, three, four games. Like you just listed off, you could list off the last 50 games this team has played and how many goals they give up per game, right? You don't need a four or five game sample, uh, to explain how many goals they give up. And, whether it's just defensive mistakes in their own end, whether it's too many guys getting caught too deep in the offensive zone, whether it's a goaltending error, whatever it might be, um, you kind of got to feel bad for the offense of this team, don't you? I mean, this team sometimes can score three or four goals and and no doubt about it, lose a game. You know, they, they do not make it easy on themselves defensively. And I think that a huge part of my handicapping goes over the past couple of weeks, Ian, has definitely been you want to get a team that's laser focused and, and the Rangers, I think, even though it's only off two two losses, they will be, uh, I think it definitely helps. Uh, you know, if they were off two wins where they won them both by five, I think my handicap is a little bit different in this game here, but I, I think that I like how I believe the Rangers come in very focused. Of course, uh, you know, I, I tweeted something out the other day and I, I got some flack for it, but I talked about how Jack Hughes is um, great player and stuff, but is always injured. And someone told me it was one of the worst takes they ever heard. And I was like, it wasn't really a take. It was just like kind of a fact. <laughs> and, and you know, if you watch that game against the Islanders, he got twisted in a different way, in a funny way. And I felt bad for the guy, but he was injured again. And he's still listed as as questionable. Yeah, game time seen, decision tonight yeah, for Jack. Yep, Game time yep. decision. So the way I look at stuff like that is that even if he plays, he's still banged up, you know. Uh, and do they want to put him out there tonight? Do they want to? Re- I mean, if I'm the GM or I'm the coach, I'm the trainer. Would you play Ian? If you were the GM, would you put Jack Hughes out there tonight? I wouldn't. He's he's your star for years to come. You know what I mean? Like, and everybody think is worried that maybe because we I don't I haven't seen an announcement about if it's Georgiev or not yet. But even if he is, like he hasn't been too bad recently. And I still think that they they're just so much better defense. Look at the defense that New York has, the blue liners they have compared to. 
the Devils, you know, I, I'm on them in regulation tonight with the Rangers. But, you know, I, I definitely think the the Devils are going to give their best offensive effort. I just don't know if they're going to be able to bring the exact same thing defensively. So um, I, I guess realist, real, realistically, the biggest thing for me, and, and I'm sure you agree, like you said, is that they're focused. You know, I, I think it's it's a huge part of my handicapping, especially in the month of April. You know, like I think that if they came in, the Rangers here on three straight wins, they've dominated all three of them. Are you as motivated to bet on them tonight or put them like which would happen the last time they played New Jersey? Yeah. They were off to two monster road wins against Carolina and Tampa Bay, and they sloughed off yeah. uh, against New Jersey and they lost, paid the price for it. They lost that game seven to four. Now it's a totally different situation going into this Devils game. You're off two straight losses. You got embarrassed by the Devils in that second period, led to that 7-4 loss the last time you played them. Now you play the Devils for the first time since that game where you lost 7-4. Mm-hmm. There better be some onus and some focus. You yeah. better believe it for the Rangers tonight. If not, shame on them. <laughs> you hope so. Yeah, you definitely hope so. Uh, I, I'm just going to stick with the regulation, Ian, for my play here. I have no argument with that. I think it's, uh, you know, this is time for the Rangers here in this situation. And even if you want to go with just the minus 145 here, you know, you're not asked to lay a minus 190 or something here for the uh, superior team, which you are in some instances. It's actually a fairly reasonable price, uh, all things considered. So, yeah, like I said, the Rangers minus 145, I sign off on that. The over six, six and a half, I sign off on that. But personally, what I like even more is that combo there, Rangers and over five and a half here uh, at uh, plus money, plus 150. I mean, great price on that. I uh, thought that was a really good look here for this one. All right, Toronto Maple Leafs, Florida Panthers, one of the obviously marquee games of the night. Toronto minus 170 road favorites, seven the total in this one. And not only is the total seven, it actually opened seven. It was shaded to the under. It's now shaded to the over. So there's actually people betting over this number of seven. And one of those people is me. Uh, you know, I, I have I have finally gotten to the point now where when it's a seven, I don't stay away if I like an over. If it's a seven, I'm still taking it. I took two Florida overs this weekend, Andrew, with a total of seven. The Jersey game on Saturday and the Buffalo game. Uh, on Sunday, I said, you know what? Be all to hell with it being seven. I think it's still going to find a way with just what what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing from Florida is just a nearly unstoppable offense. I mean, what they're doing is unbelievable at the moment, and it's all yeah. three lines that can score. I mean, you look at this lineup. Who's chipping in? Look at they're all chipping in. Reinhardt's chipping in. Huberto has been a man possessed lately. Barkov is always going to be a threat offensively every single game. You have Claude Giroux now. And Claude Giroux hasn't even gotten it fully going yet with the Panthers. Wait till that happens. And then you got Bennett. You got Verhage, who's had a great year. Duclair's been terrific lately. We know the uh, emergence of Mason Marchment uh, throughout the course of the year for the Florida Panthers. It's just way too much to stop. And then you factor in, you know, the clappers at the back end that can chip in to the mm-hmm. offense as well. When you're talking about uh, Sherratt could shoot that puck, even without Aaron Ekblad. Uh, Montour's a good a player that can generate offense from the back end just too much to defend here and you talk about teams that have too much to defend right now against uh, put Toronto in that boat right now just incredible uh from the uh, Leafs I mean even ardent Leaf haters have to say man this is impressive offensive display we're seeing from this team right now I mean the last five wins uh that they've had five five straight wins entering tonight five against Florida six against Boston seven against Winnipeg six against Philly six against the two-time defending champion Tampa Bay Lightning uh, last night, 
they, they're just in this goal scoring mode right now to Toronto where it's all clicking. It is all clicking right now. They're getting the depth scoring. Mikheyev, he seems to be making an impact uh, most games lately for the Leafs. You look at what they're getting from uh, Tavares all of a sudden. He's found some offense. Kerfoot's chipping in. But more, more than anything, it's the Matthews-Marner combo. Just incredible. I mean, that's, uh, you know, it, that's just got to be said. Uh, it's incredible right now, the combination. Matthews to Marner, Marner to Matthews, like peanut butter and jam. That's what it is right now. Uh, those two guys, a hat trick last night for Matthews. Uh, to show up with that kind of performance in a statement game, you're battling Tampa for second in the division, which also gives you home ice uh, in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And to show up with a game like that, a hat trick, you're dominating, the, you're hounding the puck. That guy, when the puck is, he's like one of those uh, hound dogs, you know, <laughs> sniffing. It's yeah. just like, a, it's just he, he's relentless on that puck and he's going to find it. Just like a dog looking for uh, some food and some scraps out in the yard. Going to find it eventually and you can't stop him. Uh, and that's Austin Matthews right now. He's going to find that puck eventually. Uh, and when he gets it, can't stop him. That's yeah. what we're seeing right now. Incredible uh, what he's doing, man. And his is. shot is so quick. And he could be turning any, he could be facing that over here and then all of a sudden get the puck and go top corner the other way. It's unbelievable what he's doing. If uh, if that depth can continue into the playoffs, they're going to be incredibly dangerous. So um, I, that's the most impressive thing for me. It's like, I'm not even really, like we all already knew how great Matthews is and I'm going to give him all the respect possible um, for what he's doing right now. It's unbelievable. But I think the most impressive thing, if you're a Leafs fan, has to be talked about with just the other guys doing the contributing and, Nope. If that can contribute or transition at all into the playoffs, uh, when the physicality gets ramped up and the moment's bigger, then they're going to be really tough to to deal with. So um, it's obviously gone well for them, and I'm right there with you. And I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean, I'm not scared of the seven here with this one. I mean, uh, this might be an obvious play, and it's an obvious play for reasons. I think you know. And this, let's keep it in mind, this is the toughest matchup that Jalgren will face yet, uh, as as especially on the road. Um, too against the Florida Panthers. So uh, both these teams, I mean, we saw what happened with the Florida Panthers, like you said, in the sixth, third period, to, you know, to score five goals, including overtime in a period in a couple minutes in overtime is unbelievable. They're able to do. It's a big scheduling edge for Florida and revenge for Florida. They lost in Toronto last week on a Sunday night, five to two. So, you know, I think Florida probably wins this game, but boy, they didn't give you a bargain. Minus 170 to go against this Toronto team right now. Not enough uh, of a good price for me to go and pull the trigger with Florida. I lean that way, maybe in regulation. Again, wait for the bet. We do have a bet cast tonight. So uh, let's wait, see if we maybe find better prices and better numbers uh, in game. I know it's an Alex B. Smith thing to do that. Uh, and I agree in this game, if you like Florida, maybe wait for the bet cast, see if you can find something better live as the uh, game is uh, going on, but definitely do like this game over the total. And yeah, Eric Schalgren's been a nice story, uh, but let's be honest, come back down to earth a little bit uh, the last few starts for the uh, Leafs. He's given up three goals or more now in four straight starts against Nashville, Montreal, Boston, and Winnipeg. So hasn't been necessarily a smooth sailing for Schalgren, the youngster uh, here in his last couple starts in net. So I think goals both ways is what we're going to end up seeing here tonight uh we got jimmy murphy with us now on the show jimmy welcome in uh great call for jimmy on the leafs i mean i was leaning leafs jimmy actually went ahead and took the leafs last night and man was that ever impressive against tampa bay from them last night what do you think here leafs panthers yeah it's a tough swing uh to turn right around i mean it was just a great impressive win there and not that i would think they'd be a letdown mentally 
I mean, obviously you're going up against the best team in the league, but or in the East. Uh, but you know, it's if physically you got to think they're human and it's their legs are going to give out a little. So that's why I'm just all over the over here. Um, I mean, I know you're not getting it. It's a tough over. It's a high over under, but I do see a lot of goals here. And obviously uh, the Leafs and Panthers can both rack it up. So give me the over straight up for the whole game. All right. And we'll throw out the uh, three games that we already talked about to you, Jimmy. Which one? What do you like in these three games? Columbus, Philly, Ottawa, Montreal, Rangers and Devils. Uh, for Columbus, Philly, I like the Flyers on the puck line, uh, Rangers and Devils, Rangers on the puck line, and then the Sens and the Habs. I like the uh, Canadians on the money line. All right, there we go. Good stuff. All right, go Habs, time. go Habs. There you go. All right, go next. Liverpool. Go Liverpool. Ah, I like too. it. Reds. Yeah, yep. up the Reds. That today they play. Yeah, yeah, in about twenty minutes. Yeah. All right. Uh, good stuff. All right. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Colorado and Pittsburgh. Uh, tonight, now we talked about Toronto and Florida. Uh, Toronto and Florida being one of the marquee games tonight. This is another one, uh, Colorado Pittsburgh. And of course, they just played Saturday afternoon the ABC showcase game on national television in Denver. They meet up this time in the Berg. Uh, we've got uh, Pittsburgh minus 115 home favorites, six the total uh, in this game between the Avs and the Penguins. Uh, I did bet Pittsburgh here, and I don't do bet against Colorado very often, but. And it's uh, not just that they lost the first game, they're back home here for the second one, but I actually like Pittsburgh's game uh, against uh, Colorado in Denver. Like, it was toe-to-toe. 40-38 to were the shots. Pittsburgh was right there, you know, with uh, with Colorado in that game. So I think that gives them confidence now going back home that they could turn the uh, tables a little bit uh, and avenge that defeat and get uh, the win here uh, on home ice. Of course, the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh, in terms of their home ice performance, especially of late, they've been better. And by the way, they're four and one in their last five games in the second of a home and home uh, against a team. So, you know, they've been good in this kind of spot here tonight uh, as well. Again, it's not easy to ever uh, go against Colorado, but uh, I think there's things that uh, set up nicely for the Penguins. They're going to feel pretty co- good about the, their game, even though they lost 3 uh, 2 to Colorado on Saturday. It was a back and forth kind of game, and you still have some key injuries. You know, and Colorado had to with uh, beat Pittsburgh in spite of them on Saturday at home. We could get last line change. You know, it's not going to be as easy now going on the road without Gabe Landeskog, without Nazem Kadri, who are still out. Sam Gerrard still out on the blue line, and now you've got Alex Newhook and Valerie Nachushkin uh, banged up as well for the uh, Avalanche. Uh, Nachushkin's got a little bit of an illness. Uh, he missed morning practice uh, yesterday, uh, and on the flips uh, and the other one for. Uh, uh, Alex Newhook, uh, looks like, uh, he could still play, uh, but he's got an illness as well. So a little bit of a, a non COVID illness, a flu bug of sorts, uh, running through the avalanche just a little bit, uh, here in this game. So, no, and I like the way Pittsburgh played. Like I say, I think it was an even game and Colorado just got one goal more, uh, and won that game three to two on Saturday. So give me the penguins here, minus minus one fifteen back home, uh, to, uh, make earn some redemption. Uh, for uh, dropping the game to the Avalanche on Saturday. Uh, as far as the total goes, um, I, I, I would lean over. I, I'm always fearful with these two teams and goaltenders. Jari's good right now. Kemper's good right now. Uh, they're both in terrific form, uh, these two goalies for their respective teams. Uh, but when you're always talking about the same two teams playing each other back-to-back games, Sometimes I'm one of those guys that thinks, you know, if the first game goes over, the second game goes under. And if the first game goes under, the second game will go over. 
So that's for that reason, I lean over because sometimes I, I think we see a little bit of a different type of game flow second game between the same two teams compared to the first game when they're playing back to back. So for that reason, uh, I would lean uh, over the total in this game, even though, again, we're talking about two teams that I respect their defensive games. Colorado's definitely not an over team right now. Uh, they've gone under in six of the last seven games. Uh, Pittsburgh, uh, not, Pittsburgh's actually had some overs lately, but two of the last three for them have gone under. The series history uh, has had, you know, back and forth overs and unders. It's just, to me, it's just got that feel where second straight time these teams play each other, a 3-2 the first time. Maybe it slips over the total tonight. Uh, nothing strong, but I would lean that way there with that. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Obviously, great matchup once again, Avalanche. Yeah, great matchup. And you talk about, you know, recent form and, you know, uh, tough schedules and stuff like that. I mean, the Pittsburgh Penguins have definitely played in some, you know, quite tough games, depending on no matter who it's been against, really. They've they've had some battles over the past couple of weeks here. And obviously, one of those games is against uh, the team they're playing tonight that they played just very recently. And I think that uh, tonight is a night we see the uh, the total switch, you know, under the first meeting. I think this one goes over six here, guys. Tonight, I think that uh, plenty of chances here. We've got two teams, you know, top five in the league in scoring, top five in the league in uh, expected goals and power play percentage here. And, I, you know, I think that uh, we'll see a motivated Pittsburgh team back at home here. So um, them playing back at home and them kind of being on the road for a little while too. There's a lot of different angles here that we can approach. And, um Colorado has been a better defensive team. They have gone towards the under a lot recently. I just feel this one isn't really one of those ones, and uh, we could see kind of a, a goal fest tonight in this one. So give me the over here. All right, like an over six for uh, Colorado-Pittsburgh for Andrew. Uh, Jimmy, what about you, Avs, Pens? Yeah, this is going to be a good one, guys. I like the the fact that the Penguins get a quick turnaround here after the game over the weekend. So I'm going to go with the Penguins to get a little revenge here. Give me the Penguins on the money line. All right, Penguins money line. And again, because you're playing Colorado, you get Pittsburgh minus 115 at home, which is a very rare sight, yeah. sight you know, to see them just getting this kind of a price uh, on home ice. And uh, uh, I'm looking at the, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the expected goals numbers for the uh, last meeting. It was pretty close. It really was. I mean, so, you know, if Pittsburgh can come out of that game feeling okay, you know, about the way they played for the most part. Like high danger chances were even 12 apiece, for and against. So, you know, very, very even game. So uh, factor in changing venues here, minus 115. Uh, uh, there we go. So in this case here, uh, minus 115, I think definitely worth the uh, look here for the uh, Penguins uh, in this one. All right, we got Carolina and Buffalo next up. Uh, Carolina minus 250 uh, road favorites in this game, six the total uh, across the board. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, obviously, uh, still maintaining their spot uh, atop the uh, Metropolitan Division, although it did look like for a little bit uh, there were a couple of teams trying to make a run uh, at them in the uh, division and still are. But, uh, you know, they keep fending off the Rangers and the Penguins uh, and uh, four points clear of the Rangers, six ahead of Pittsburgh uh, for first in that division. But they're coming off a 3-1 loss uh, the, on Sunday night against the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, and it was a phenomenal game by uh, Mark Andre Fleury. Uh, it was just uh, Mark Andre Fleury, vintage flower uh, in that game. 38-19. I mean, Carolina outshot Minnesota uh, heavily in that. Uh, just a great performance. Uh, it's not like Carolina. Wow, what happened to them that that night? No, Mark Andre Fleury happened to them uh, in that game, and uh, he was great. 
Uh, obviously, it's a bounce back spot here for Carolina. But you know, my affection right now for the Buffalo Sabres is very high. This team has given me a lot of bang for my buck lately, you know, in terms of taking them as underdogs and good situations and taking them against Chicago when they were down in that game and cashing in and taking them against Nashville on Rick Jenneret night uh, on Friday night. Uh, and I figured that was a slam dunk home run home underdog spot. And uh, they showed up against Nashville big time Friday night for their outgoing 51 year broadcaster, uh, Rick Jenneret, who is a absolute gem. Uh, I'll, I'm going to stop right there. Cause if you give me another, I'll, I'll talk an hour, two hours about Rick Jenneret. Cause he is the reason I was a Saber fan growing up as a kid. Uh, but uh, nevertheless, I knew they'd show up for the guy uh, on Friday night and want to beat Nashville. They did that. Uh, and look, even the Florida game, it didn't go their way. Florida kind of took over in the second and thir third period, but you know, competitive with obviously a very, very strong, very good Florida Panthers team. And that's the thing you notice about Buffalo every night, the work ethic. They are not an easy team to beat right now. Uh, they play hard. They work hard. They've got Tuck, Thompson, Skinner. Uh, they got Agposo. They got Middlestat chipping in. Cousins is starting to find some offense for them. They've got their blue liners uh, playing better and better. This Jacob Bryson kid looks like he could be a good puck-moving defenseman for a long time for the uh, Sabres as well. Uh, Darlene has picked up his game lately for them as well. This Matias Samuelson, man, they rave about him every Sabre broadcast. I always hear Rob Ray saying good things about him on the broadcast, and it's hard not to. He's a very st composed, uh, very, very intelligent defenseman for just a young kid, uh, and he keeps on maturing and getting better there uh, with uh, time. So uh, there's a lot to like about Buffalo, and yeah, Carolina certainly wants to bounce back. They are still the better of these two teams, but I'm not laying a 250 price against the Sabres right now. I'm just not doing it. Uh, they're a team that's uh, in every game right now. I don't hate this. If you like Buffalo, I'd try to be a little safer rather than just hit the plus 220. Maybe a Sabres double chance, you know, the draw double chance where if they lose an overtime or a shootout, which is a very distinct possibility, you also get the money. You also cash that bet. And that's still a pretty good plus price. If you bet that Sabres draw double chance at like plus 130, plus 140. Uh, I'd probably prefer that in this game, uh, if anything, here. Um, we'll see who's in debt here, too, for uh, Carolina. And I would think it's Freddie Anderson. Yes, Fred, it's Anderson versus Anderson. Anderson versus Anderson uh, here uh, tonight for these uh, two teams. Freddie Anderson and Craig Anderson. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think the Sabres team total could still end up hitting tonight as well. I mean, you're talking about they always have the Sabres, especially when they're facing a Carolina-type team two and a half and boy this team has just been clockwork getting three goals three against florida four against uh nashville uh six against chicago four against the rangers three against washington four against pittsburgh three against vancouver six against uh i mean it's just been one after another where uh, two and a halfs are extreme value for team totals right now with this uh, sabers team so i think i'll probably end up getting in in on that uh, as well, the team total for the Sabres. Maybe a little on the Sabres. Like I said, the draw double chance to be a little bit safe at plus 130, 140, where if they lose in overtime or a shootout, uh, you still get the money. Uh, what do you think here, Andrew? Carolina, Buffalo. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, you know, look at uh, Buffalo. I, I think that, you know, similar to you, that uh, there's definitely spots to pick for them to play upset or bet the plus one and a half, bet the double chance, like you mentioned. Uh, to me, this might not be one of them. I I'm actually on the over three and a half team total goals for the Carolina Hurricanes, a team that I like defensively. 
I love their goaltending. I like, you know, what they can bring at the blue line. But I think in this an opportunity where Buffalo gets caught flat-footed, they have a team that's super deep coming to town, and uh, it's kind of a different story tonight here. So that's where I'd lean here tonight, the team total here for Carolina. Carolina has owned this series. There's no doubt. They've won uh, 10 straight. Uh, but I will say the last three in Buffalo between the Hurricanes and the Sabres, Carolina won all three, but 5-4 in overtime, 6-5 in overtime, and 5-4 in overtime. So there you go. The Sa- if that pattern continues here, Sabres will, that Sabres draw double chance will be a winner if that continues. Carolina's won three straight in Buffalo, but they were all in overtime uh, against this Sabres team. So again, proof that this, and Alex has been talking about the draw with Buffalo for weeks now. I mean, they played so many overtime shootout games. It's almost always worth at least a small sprinkle every time you see Buffalo playing. Maybe take a look at the draw because they have just been in so many tight games. What do you think, Jimmy? Yeah, look, I, my uh, my instincts would say Carolina in this, but you never know. I mean, with the way Buffalo's playing, like you guys are saying right now, they're matching up well. And like I said it last week, I think, uh, they remind me a lot of the, the Habs, you know, just going out there, having some fun and really letting the young guys run free. And and it's paying off and they're gaining confidence game by game, even when they lose, like you said, and even that game on Sunday, I, I know that, you know, they, it, they didn't look like they're exactly in it at times, but they were there. They're out there. They, they're confident no matter who they're playing and they're creating offense. So I'm going to stay away from the side. If I was going to go with it, I would maybe lean towards Buffalo. Uh, could be a live dog for me as I get closer, but right now my play is on the over. All right, liking the uh, over here, and yeah, the Sabers overs have been pretty damn good <laughs> lately as well. Buffalo definitely been trending uh, over the total. All right, next up we've got the Boston Bruins and the uh, Detroit Red Wings here, back to back for the uh, Bruins after a uh, overtime win against the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets. That was maybe a little bit more difficult than it had to be. Uh, last night, but nevertheless, the uh, Bruins found a way uh, and got the job done. Uh, they're minus 210 uh, road favorites tonight uh, in the Motor City uh, in Detroit. So back to back on the road here for uh, the Bruins. Uh, the total right now, uh, six, six, actually mostly six and a halfs here. Actually, it's six at DraftKings, so I'll leave it as six. Uh, six at DraftKings, six and a half uh, in some other places. So make sure you shop around if you like the total this was any other team that Boston was playing tonight, but Detroit, I'd be on the dog here because this is not a Bruins spot. It's not, you know, it's back to back on the road An overtime win last night. You're playing lowly Detroit and got a huge, huge game with Tampa Bay coming up next uh, on your schedule. So you talk about, and Andrew mentioned it a few minutes ago, he's got to really zone in and hone in on these teams. that are going to bring focus at this time of year. I don't know if this is one of those nights for the Bruins where we're going to see focus. I mean, they're playing obviously a reeling Detroit team, but my concern with taking Detroit is, is Detroit good enough to do anything about it right now? Uh, I don't know that that's the case. I mean, this is just such a horrendous defensive team right now. Can't even say enough. Like we talk about New Jersey's defensive struggles. It's been every bit as bad uh, for the Red Wings. They've given up just in the last 10 games alone. We've seen them giving up seven to Edmonton. Five to the Islanders, eleven to Pittsburgh, five to the Rangers. They give up a five spot in both losses to Ottawa uh, over the weekend. I mean, they just can't keep the puck out of their own net. Uh, they're just so wretched defensively. It's very, very difficult, even in a, what's a clear Red Wing spot and a clear, maybe negative spot for the Bruins to even take Detroit. You know, and that's what I'm having trouble doing. Sometimes you got to, you know, hold your nose and bite the bullet and, and uh, take a shot at the dog. And I still might. Uh, maybe I'm sick in the head for it, but 
I, I just know for, for staring at this game from a mile away that this is a dangerous game for Boston. Knowing, uh, you know, what they've got coming up with Tampa Bay, uh, coming in after an overtime win against Columbus last night. Uh, and it's also worth noting, too, it looks like there's going to be with Pasternak and Frederick ruled out tonight for the uh, Bruins that they're going to be going with a little bit more of a youthful approach uh, up front. You know, you're going to end up seeing a lot more. Uh, it looks like they've got uh, uh, line juggling just a little bit. Marshawn Bergeron, DeBrusque, Hall, Howell, and Noshik, uh, Felino, Coyle, and Smith. And then Anton Bleed, Jack Studnika, and Mark McLaughlin there, uh, that young kid who's actually played pretty well uh, since being called up to the uh, Bruins, uh, playing on that fourth line for them. But, you know, with the Pasternak injury, Frederick out, you know, you've just beat Columbus back-to-back uh, -back games. I mean, this is just, it's got that, if Boston somehow loses like 3-2 in overtime or 4-3 in overtime to Detroit tonight, I'm not totally shocked. I'm not, because of just how just worrisome this spot looks from a mile away uh, for the uh, Boston Bruins, who have the huge matchup with the Lightning coming up in their next game. So Detroit or pass for me, I'm just trying to find wrap my head around actually hitting the, uh, the, the trigger. Uh, finger on the uh, Detroit Red Wing bet, which is not easy right now with how that team isn't playing defense at the moment. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Bruins taking on the Red Wings. Honestly, don't have much here, but uh, is it is it really hard to picture an over here with the Red Wings? I mean, I can't see them yep. in any unders recently, recently yep. or, or in the future. And uh, it sounds like there might be a few guys out for the Bruins, but it could also be a good opportunity for a secondary crew to get more ice time. And you know what happens when that happens. A lot of times uh, those guys uh, flourish underneath that, uh, you know, improved ice time, at least for one game. So, and, you know, there has been some really competitive gains for the Bruins lately. So I wouldn't put it past the Red Wings to get a few goals themselves. So maybe over six is the play, but I haven't bet anything in this game. Yeah, I, I certainly I, I will have the over, by the way, for something in this game before it uh, puck drop. And uh, even at six and a half, although I'll take the six right now at DraftKings minus 125. Um, it is worth noting Detroit has gone over the total four straight games and six and one to the over in their last seven games. And a big reason why is obviously just having trouble keeping the puck out of their own net. Uh, Jimmy, am I crazy to think this is a dangerous little game here for the Bruins tonight? No, I don't think you're crazy to think that right now. I mean, and obviously, look, you're missing David Pasenak, uh, you know, one of your most lethal weapons out there. And, and Trent Frederick's been playing well uh, as well out there. And that that third line has really been a key to the Bruins' success uh, in the second half of the season here. The fact that they were able to establish uh, that chemistry and, ha and have three lines deep has been huge for them. So this kind of alters it now, and your lines are getting mixed and matched. But so, yeah, I, I don't think this is the best spot for the Bruins. Um, but as far so I'm going to stay away from the side here just because of that. But as far as the over under goes, guys, I, I look at it the opposite way. I look at it. You're taking David Pasenak out of the lineup for the Boston Bruins right now. You're also, like I said, mixing and matching the lines. It could break up the offensive chemistry for them. And I don't think the Detroit Red Wings are exactly an offensive powerhouse. And then you got Jeremy Swayman in the net right now who is one of the best goalies in the league. I'm smelling an under here. I'm smelling a snooze fest is what I'm smelling. I'll even go right out and give you a prediction now. 2-1 Bruins in a shootout is my Whoa. final prediction for this game. Wow. That I think well, I'm definitely a, staying off now. Have us <laughs> fast asleep by the second period, unless you wake up in the shootout, and maybe that's exciting. I don't know. But I, I think this is going to be just one of those games. Where like, uh, If I didn't have to watch it, I wouldn't be watching it. 
There you go. So don't watch it and don't maybe expect as much excitement as we think. So even against that paltry Red Wing D, only two goals and maybe a shootout is what it'll take for the uh, Bruins to uh, get it done. So there we go. Maybe a correct score if you if you believe in Jimmy's uh, uh, prognostication. Yeah, good here. money on that. Yes, absolutely you can on those uh, correct score props. Yeah, yep. there's no doubt. Uh, you could look in that direction and get uh, pretty good uh, price uh, on that. Uh, if you are so inclined, uh, let me just see if I can find that. Yeah, two to one Boston would be 16 to one. There you go. There you go, boys. 16 to one on uh, Boston, two to one tonight <laughs> uh, against the uh, Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> All right, Minnesota, Nashville next up. A uh, good matchup here. We've got uh, even money, both sides pretty much minus 110 here in Music City. Uh, the total in this game, six across the board. This is interesting <laughs> because, look, I'm not stepping in front of Minnesota flat out. You know, I'll say that right now. Just not doing it. They're playing great. Uh, they, they have really, you know what I've noticed too, is with Flurry now there and with Jacob Middleton bringing him in from the uh, San Jose Sharks, this team defensively is now got it going. You know, and that was always a little bit of an issue there for a bit of a, a bit of time. You know, Minnesota was giving up some goals there and not exactly shutting it down. But I look at the way this team is playing defensive hockey now the last uh, several games. You know, they hold Colorado to two goals in a victory, one goal for Philly. Pittsburgh's the one exception with that one game they lost their last 10 games where they gave up four uh, and maybe weren't as good defensively. And then right after that, they get right back in the saddle. They give up just one to Carolina and then one in a shellacking, five to one over Washington uh, on Sunday night. Now, Middleton's made that team better defensively. Flurry obviously has been great in the moments he's gotten the start for the uh, Minnesota Wild. They're just not a team I'm looking to mess with right now. Nine and one in their last 10 games. They've got all facets of their game going. The power play's been good. Penalty kill hasn't given up a goal now uh, in two straight games. But here's the issue. The issue is you've got a Nashville team off a loss to Buffalo 4-3 Friday night. They haven't played since then. They've had three days off. They've got a huge scheduling advantage here. Minnesota is playing, I believe, their third game in four nights. Uh, that That is definitely something that's a bit of a detriment. And can Nashville step up, take advantage of it is the question. And one thing about Nashville is we know this team on home ice has been very good. Uh, Nashville, I think, comes into this game with a pretty good home ice record uh, in recent games. In fact, long term, 20, 20 and eight uh, in their last 28 home games uh, here in Music City. So uh, that's going to keep me off Minnesota, but I sure as hell ain't betting against them either right now. Uh, Andrew, what do you think here? Wild Predators. Yeah, I mean, as you know, I'm like a pretty situational guy. And uh, for the most part, I would tell you that this spot screams Nashville, but. Um... It might come back to bite me, but I'm ignoring it. I'm ignoring what what you know the the fact that it's three and four nights. Yep. Minnesota nine and one their last ten games, and I can't lie, it feels pretty good that that one is the one I had a big play on with Pittsburgh uh, a few days back. But they, this team has looked super good, um, and, and you got to love the nickname they're giving uh, Mark Andre now, the Wildflower. That's pretty funny, throwing uh, bouquets <laughs> on the ice and stuff like that. Which is you know he's a great guy. He deserves all the love and. I just think that there's just too much speed and too much uh, too much firepower on the wild. I mean, the Predators, it's just unbelievable how many goals they've given up per game. I mean, all of a sudden we'll see them give up one goal and then they'll go two games and give up four and then six. You know, that, it's just unreliable. Minnesota's actually been pretty pretty solid defensively for a team that plays, I'd say, pretty dangerous and pretty fast. 
the way they move up and down the ice, the way they can transition the puck and their power play is also very dangerous. And Nashville has, you know, been kind of given up way too many penalties recently. And you take a look at uh, a team like Nashville hasn't played since April 1st, you know, sitting here talking on the fifth right now. I think we can all agree. There's some younger guys in that team, but I don't know what the average age is on that team compared to others, but they're an older team a little bit. And I, I think it, people are blowing it up too much that it's a good thing that they're rested. I don't think it is a good thing that they're, you haven't played in, you know, several days. I think it's like this wild team is coming to town. They're fast. They're doing well on their road trip. I think it's going to take a lot to, to take them down. And um, I'm not ready to step in front of them. So I'll take the wild tonight. All right. Like in the wild, I don't fault anyone for taking the wild, even with, Nashville rested going into this game. They're playing well. Fleury's already been confirmed in net. There was hope Matt Boldy would find his way back onto the ice tonight for Minnesota as he's been battling uh, an uh, upper body injury, but uh, he will be uh, going to be cautious with him. Uh, they've ruled him out for tonight, so this will be his third straight game for Matt Boldy uh, out of the lineup due to that upper body injury. But Minnesota's got forward depth now. I actually like some of the moves. We didn't talk as much about the forward moves they made Tyson Jost, you know, getting him from Colorado. He's made an impact already with this group, playing on the third line with Freddie Gaudreau and Kevin Fiala. You know, Felino, Erickson X got it going again right now. Tyson Jost like, has been awesome with them. Yeah, Tyson Jost fit in nicely. And to think he was almost like a uh, Colorado, almost like an expendable piece because of how loaded they are. Couldn't, can you imagine that? Colorado was so loaded up front. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tyson Jost, we could be, be gone. Yeah. 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 I mean, that tells you how sick things are with them. Uh, right now. And yes, Tyson Jost has fit in nicely. And it goes without saying what they're getting right now from Kaprizov, Hartman, and Zuccarello uh, on the top line. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Wild Predators. I'll make it quick here. Uh, I like the Minnesota Wild in this. Look, Nashville's been one of these teams, guys. I, I think every time I go with them, they lose. Every time I go against them, they win. But I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm going with my gut here right off the bat, and it's Minnesota. And and also, guys, I agree with you on Tyson Yost there. I think that was a, a classic situation where a, a player for the longest time needed a change of scenery. For whatever reason, he just couldn't, you know, even before Bednar, like he just couldn't crack the lineup. He just had a lot of trouble finding his spot. Um, and, and good for him that he's doing in Minnesota. But that being said, guys, they didn't exactly give away him for nothing. They did get stirred. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and I think that's a very serviceable death yes. player, especially when the playoffs come and you've got injuries. I think he's one of those Swiss knife, Swiss army knife type players uh, that can go anywhere you slot him in the lineup. So I think it was a good deal, a great hockey trade for both teams and rare that you see that between two division rivals. That's true. Trading within the division is always looked upon as a big risk for a lot of uh, general managers out there. And the fact both of them got involved in a deal like that and probably ended up benefiting both teams. Uh, long term with these moves. I wish we saw good. more of it. You know, I think yeah. it's it's good for the game when you, you see stuff like. And I, I think cap things too, guys. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I would imagine, given Colorado's cap situation going forward, they needed to figure something out there. And I'm thinking Stern probably gives a little more of a bargain. Yeah, definitely. I think there's definitely some truth to that. And uh, you know, so he's gonna he'll be a good player for them. Uh, yeah. In uh, Colorado, there's no question about that. I mean, that's a nice uh, get getting Sturm. Uh, for the long term there. Uh, but definitely, like I said, it's been an immediate fit we've seen from uh, Tyson Jost here with the Minnesota Wild as well. So it looks like a good trade for both teams, as Jimmy said. Uh, Islanders and Stars next up. We've got Dallas minus 135 home favorites, five and a half the total. 
uh, in this game. Dallas returning home off a pretty successful road trip, although I said it all throughout that road trip for Dallas. You know, these were all games they should have won against, you know, the likes of Anaheim twice in a row, and they won, but they 3-2 both games. It's not like they put the boots to Anaheim. 3-2 in one game, and they needed overtime to beat them 3-2 in the second game. They hung on for dear life against a struggling San Jose Sharks team, 5-4, the third game of that road trip. And then, obviously, back-to-back end of that trip, you play Seattle, and I guess you fall flat. You're looking forward to getting home. Okay, you can lose that game, but still, it's not a great performance and a great team you lost to, uh, 4-1 to there. So, Dallas, with all these great comments from Bonus and Ben, talking about, ah, it was a great road trip, three out of four, did what we needed to do. I don't know. I expected a little better than that, to be quite honest. You lost the final game to Seattle. You were life and death to win the three games you did against teams well out of the playoffs. How good was that road trip for the uh, Dallas Stars? All I have all I have to say is you better elevate your game tonight because you, know, you do have a New York Islanders team that isn't rolling over, and believe it or not, If Washington keeps spitting the bit like they've done uh, the last couple of games and the Islanders can keep mowing along to victory here, I don't want to say it's it's very tough. It's going to be very difficult, but it's not totally impossible that the Islanders could actually somehow steal Washington's second wildcard spot. It's going to take a lot. Washington's going to have to absolutely collapse uh, down the stretch the last three weeks, and the Islanders are going to have to win pretty much all uh, their remaining games, or at least a, all but one or two of them, to give themselves a, re- a chance. But, you know, crazier things have happened, and they're playing like a team that hasn't totally rolled over here, the New York Islanders. They've won four in a row uh, against the Jackets twice, the Rangers, the Devils, uh, and Dallas. You know, I don't trust them as favorites here uh, off the road trip. I know they play good at home. I get that. They are desperate for points. They are on the outside looking in. Vegas, after beating Vancouver, is now back in that second wild card spot, which means Dallas is on the outside looking in. So this is a huge game for Dallas, no doubt. Um, but I like the momentum for the Islanders right now. I do have a small Islander bet tonight, uh, plus one fifteen uh, in this game. I just Dallas is a funny, funny, weird team to me. And just when you think it's time to trust them and count on them, and then they spit the bit on you. Uh, that's Dallas right now, and that uh, shouldn't happen. You've got Ben, you've got Sagan. These are veterans that one game they'll just be just absolutely dynamite, and one game you can't find them with a telescope. You know, that <laughs> is essentially what you get from Jamie Ben and Tyler Sagan. It's been that way for years now with Dallas. I don't trust them as favorites tonight against this hard trying Islanders team. So I like the Islanders a little bit here, plus 115. Andrew, Islander Stars. I know it sounds like I'm liking a lot of overs tonight, but it's because a lot of them have been hitting. And I, I like the over five and a half tonight with these two teams. You've seen four of the last six for the Islanders go over. You ended up seeing seven goals in that uh, Devils game, which uh, had actually opened up at five and a half and closed at six. And uh, I think the Stars kind of, uh, I always say this, I kind of like wake-up calls, you know. Three straight wins for the Stars, then a little wake-up call loss against the Seattle Kraken. Um, which I think that, sure, they want to be a good defensive team, but I don't know if they can – I think both teams will get be involved here tonight. And I think after giving up four goals, they're going to be hungry offensively, but that could also lead to turnovers and you know getting away from their game plan of being a good defensive team too. So I'm on over five and a half. I think uh, the Islanders are playing well. Let's not forget they started off the year with a 13-game road trip. They dealt with COVID and uh, didn't get the shutdown. Same thing with Ottawa, and then every other team that got COVID got to shut down, and, and, and it was just a real rough first half of the season for the Isles. So they're a lot better than the season has kind of dictated they are, and I think they're a bet on 
in the late half of the season. Yeah, I mean, uh, the uh, this total, five and a half, I, I could see the case to bet it over. I can, uh, especially the Islanders here that are on this uh, five and two run uh, to the over their last seven games. Dallas, you know, kind of trending the other way, but you get Dallas now back home. Uh, what are their home numbers? What are their home over under numbers here? I'm going to look that up right now. Dallas at home. Uh, wow. 15 overs, 15 unders. So there you go. That's the uh, Dallas uh, Stars uh, over under this year at home. 15 and 15. Uh, Islanders 18 and 14 to the over on the road uh, this year. So there you go. It's actually, uh, if you combine the two, it actually does point to the over here with the uh, Islanders and the uh, Stars tonight. What do you think here, Jimmy? Uh, Islanders, Stars. Well, first, I just want to address uh, Cheshire Cat there. I'm not ignoring you, my friend. Uh, I'm just obviously distracted a bit by the Liverpool match here. Uh, and as far as the Bruins go last night, I, I thought once Brad Marchand laid that hit on the, and DeBras got that goal, I thought they definitely woke up after that. I, I thought that sent a message to to his teammates and to his opponents. And, and Columbus looked rattled after that. I thought Columbus was very distracted and more focused on getting revenge on Marchand than they were in the game. So that's yeah. what I thought about that game. But as for this game, boys, I love the under. Uh, I, you know, I just it feels like an under type game to me. These teams usually are low scoring teams overall. I know that recently mm -hmm. sometimes not, but uh, I just like a, a defensive minded game from both squads right now. And the, I, I'm with you, Ian. The Dallas Stars, much like the Nashville Predators, they're they're one of the most frustrating teams of the season. I think. Oh my God! Really, yeah. You know, it's just. I, I, you know, I, I don't even like touching many games that they're in. I'm not going to go near many sides with them anymore. So uh, just give me the under here. Yep, it is. So it can be a maddening team. Uh, that is for sure. And we'll see what they deliver tonight here against the Islanders. All right, final game, 10th and final game of this Tuesday card. Edmonton Oilers, San Jose Sharks. Edmonton minus 180 road favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this one. Uh, you could put Edmonton right there with uh, Toronto, Florida. These teams that just can't stop scoring right now. Uh, that's the Edmonton Oilers right now. They've now got Connor McDavid having hit 40 goals. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl is still trying to keep pace with Austin Matthews uh, and the 50-plus goal uh, plateau uh, in the NHL this year. Uh, I don't see if they're going to slow down tonight. I mean, this has been a really remarkable run of offense for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. The last six games, five against San Jose, Nine or five against Calgary, six against Arizona, four against LA, six against St. Louis, <clears throat> six against Anaheim uh, on Sunday night. And look, both of these guys at the same, first of all, when they're both one of the two is playing lights out and insanely good, they're already uh, tough to, ha to handle. Now they've got them both playing at a high level and just lighting it up at the same time, talking about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. And it's just very difficult uh, for the opposition right now. I mean, what they're doing is impressive at the moment. Uh, Dreisaitl now has a point streak that's lasted 12 games, 12 goals and 10 assists during this 12-game point streak. Uh, just incredible stuff for him. Uh, McDavid had a goal and two assists in the win against Anaheim Sunday night. He's on a 13-game point streak, 11 goals, 15 assists during that 13-game point streak. Uh, why don't you just look at McDavid and Dreisaitl props, points props, over one and a half points. You know, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to hone in on uh, for this game. And it's not like San Jose's the, uh, the team we trust to suddenly put the defensive clamper down uh, on this uh, Edmonton team. Uh, we've seen uh, San Jose give up five to Dallas, four to Colorado, five to Arizona. 
Uh, they gave up five to Edmonton just a couple of weeks ago uh, when they played the Oilers. Uh, so this to me looks like a good Drysidle and McDavid type of props night. You know, and they're incentivized to keep this going. McDavid's hit 40. I think he'd love to hit 50 goals himself. You know, yeah, maybe shoot for it. Drysidle wants to keep pace with Matthews. You know, he's amped up, try to keep this offensive uh, surge that he's on, uh, amped up to keep it going. So just look at props tonight with uh, McDavid and Drysidle here uh, in this one. Maybe throw in a little Yamamoto and Kane. Uh, on the side because uh, those two guys have played pretty well lately for the Oilers as well. So I'd look at Oiler props in this game. As far as the side or the total, lean Edmonton in regulation, but I'm looking more toward Edmonton team total over three and a half minus 135. And I also like the full game over uh, six and a half here. I think even the Sharks are, you know, it is Koskinen in net tonight, but doesn't matter. The opposing team is usually good to crack the scoreboard a couple of times against Edmonton. They're still not necessarily shutting it down and locking it down every single night. Hyman, too. Yep, can't argue with that. Rasim, uh, there's a lot of good oiler prop opportunities tonight for sure. But for me, in terms of the side and the total, I like the Oilers team total over three and a half, minus 135. I also like the full game over six and a half here at around minus 120. I think the Oilers team total and the full game over, I think they'll both hit uh, in this game. Uh, Andrew, what do you like here? Oilers, Sharks. Yeah, one thing interesting I found, uh, Edmonton won five last six in the row, but also four and nine last 13 against San Jose. I mean, you talk about the the Stars being a weird team to understand. How about the Sharks team too, Ian? That's a weird team to understand as well, man. Uh, sometimes they'll put up some goals and then sometimes they'll go on a random four game losing streak where they, they can barely do a thing. You know, the funny thing is about these losing streaks they go on though is sometimes they're scoring goals themselves. You know, you look at that game against Dallas, you, you kind of hate to you feel bad for them. They score four goals. And of course they, they lose still in a five, four contest, you know? Um, but this is one of those ones where I'm actually looking the opposite. Uh, I think the under six and a half is a play here. I think Edmonton has been playing in such, track meet games and i know the last one against arizona was kind of obviously them carrying the scoring winning 6-1 but other than that they've been involved in 6-5 4-3 you know that 9-5 uh, loss against calgary this is a good opportunity to win a defensive game i think so i think i would say under and uh edmonton in some way all right so lean edmonton but maybe looking for a lower scoring game they better hope they get uh good goaltending from a uh, rhymer because they didn't get it from kakinen uh, in the uh, last game, that is uh, for sure. But Reimer will be back uh, in net tonight for them. Uh, you know, he's been up and down, some good starts, some weak starts. Uh, he was good in his last start uh, against uh, Anaheim, but did struggle against Arizona as well. So, like I said, for James Reimer, it's been a little bit of everything uh, lately when he's been in net. Jimmy, what do you think here, Edmonton, San Jose? It's a Jimmy Puck line for me, boys. Give me the Oilers minus one and a half. All right, Edmonton minus one and a half plus 130 puck line for Jimmy Murphy uh, on this game. All right, great stuff. That's the Tuesday card. Uh, excellent. Uh, thanks to everyone for joining us. 210 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button. We got the BetCast tonight, uh, 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Looks like we'll give our, our guy Andrew a night off tonight uh, on the BetCast. The voice is bothering him a little bit. I know the feeling, uh, but uh, that's okay. I wish it was just the voice. Yes. <laughs> I just feel like dog shit. Yeah. Anybody that says COVID is not a real thing, they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> what is a real thing? It definitely does. It's definitely real, especially when it impacts your uh, your own immune system. That's for sure. So, but Alex will be there. I'll be there. 
Uh, and uh, certainly, if you want to join us on the uh, BetCast tonight, uh, send a, a DM to us, any one of us, and we'll send you the link to the uh, BetCast before it begins, 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight, 10 games, a lot of great games, live betting, live commentary, some drinking on the side, bring your favorite beverage. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun, as always. Tuesday night, live BetCast uh, right here uh, on uh, the Ice Guys. Looking forward to that. And we're also uh, looking forward to also mentioning once again about DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NHL uh, and great uh, partnership here with the uh, Ice Guys and the uh, Hockey Podcast Network. And, of course, if you are a new customer, take advantage right now with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team, get $150 in free bets if they win. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Must reside in a DraftKings Sportsbook state. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app sign up for an account and use the promo code thpn all right best bets to wrap up the tuesday edition of the ice guys uh, andrew we'll start off with you what do you like for best bet i'm gonna go with the uh, over uh huge matchup obviously east versus west with the penguins and the avalanche met just a few couple days ago and uh final result was three two and i think that was even a good defensive performance from both teams i don't think they can replicate that again tonight and uh, i love when two teams play each other so recently uh, you kind of look for a different result totals-wise. I'm going to do that tonight over six with uh, Colorado and Pittsburgh. All right, Colorado-Pittsburgh over six. Best bet for Andrew McGinnis. Jimmy, best bet. I'm going to go into that uh, the under there, that one that I like with the Bruins and the Red Wings. Give me the under six and a half in Bruins-Red Wings. All right, Boston-Detroit under six and a half. Best bet for Jimmy Murphy. My best bet for the uh, uh, Tuesday card here. Uh, it's a great card overall. Uh, I'm actually going to go with – it tells you how much I like it, but I, I really do. Uh, I'm going to go even with the total being seven over between Toronto and Florida. I just don't know if these two offenses can uh, be stopped right now. Uh, and, again, if you get both teams to get to at least three goals, you're going to push worst-case scenario uh, on the uh, over in that game. I just think it's going to be difficult for either of these two teams to contain the other. Uh, even at seven, it's best bet worthy. Leafs, Panthers, uh, over seven for me for my best bet on this Tuesday uh, NHL card. I believe something good happened for Liverpool uh, right now. <laughs> I can tell the reaction for Jimmy. Oh, yeah. Reds up. Huh? There One you go. Nil. One nil uh, for uh, Liverpool. Good stuff there as the uh, Liverpool team, Liverpool FC, uh, get on the board there in uh, soccer action. All right, great stuff. We've got the bet cast tonight. We'll see you then, 7 p.m. Eastern for that. Uh, Great stuff. There are the Ice Guys, of course, seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Andrew McGinnis and Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Tuesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. We'll talk to you again tonight. 7 p.m. Eastern for the BetCast. And then our daily show returns again tomorrow, 2 p.m. Eastern. Stay tuned and join us again for more of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.